Welcome to Churchpreneur's Podcast. My name is Richard Moore. I'm your host and informant for everything church, theology, and faith-related. Churchpreneur's vision is to accelerate the church in mission, vision, and effectiveness in fulfilling the Great Commission in our communities. Churchpreneur's hopes to embolden people to fulfill the Great Commission beyond their own borders into the rest of the world within this generation. In this podcast, I talk about everything that's moving me in relation to church and theology, hopefully to empower you and your ministry, church, Bible study, theological understanding, and most importantly, your personal growth in Christ. Today I'm coming to you from my perch of isolation in my office. Um, I'm allowed to be here because I'm alone. Today I wanted to talk to you about the current situation we find ourselves in in the world. I think probably everyone in my hearing will have the same experience that they are either on serious uh, house arrest, so to speak, or or maybe even quarantine themselves because of, a, of our virus. We found ourselves in a really strange times, uh, all because of a microscopic virus that none of us can see. We all know that it exists, but it's the coronavirus or the COVID-19 virus. Um, it's spread worldwide. It is a world pandemic now, and uh, we understand that that brings with itself serious implications for health and for um, our cultures and communities that we, we are in. So I want to talk to you today, hopefully um, to you, church leader, as well as uh, the everyday Christian, to bring a sense of calm and peace to this situation. I, I hope uh, that this will um, land on ears that are willing to hear and willing to to uh, to take another step in faith and in trust in the Lord. So uh, just tell you my story. I know that all of you have probably had the same sort of experience. Um, I'll just kind of lay out how our week went. We heard this thing coming. Our family's in Germany, and so uh, we heard of it coming to Europe through other means, through through uh, Italy, I believe was the very first with a big, big news that it was coming into Italy. And then it spread rapidly through Italy. And we're very, we have Italy and, and the whole country, especially northern Italy, in our hearts and thoughts and prayers right now that uh, God would uh, would minimize the spread there and, and, and save people. We're just, um, it hit us, that news, then we're real close to Italy, um, closer than a lot of others, uh, northern Italy especially. Uh, we're in southern Germany. And so um, as a result, uh, things came quickly to us that uh, school would very likely be canceled and uh, it was in fact um, we've been now this is our second almost second full week of having our kids at home um, germany's economy and everything is shut down they just shut down over the weekend all uh, restaurants and basically any public meetings of more than two people are are forbidden going outside for for activity only to walk or sport or of working out is the only thing allowed uh, work um, going to and from work basically it's really really uh, 
uh, drastic measures Germany has taken. And I appreciate that in a lot of ways. Germany has stepped up. But just uh, that's our story right now. Uh, I know some of your, most of you um, are in the same boat. And I'd just like to just address this whole topic today. And, and, and I'll tell you my story in a nutshell. I think I was watching a news um, report on children and how it would affect children. And I walked out of my room then and I was walking down the stairs and I was on the stairwell and just an overwhelming fear came over me. I've ne not experienced that in, in, I can't remember, quite some time. Maybe maybe with our daughter being born and stuff and all the things that that entailed. I had never experienced such an overwhelming, debilitating fear. I really had to stop in my tracks. I was on the steps, almost fell down the stairs because it even hit me physically. It really, I, I, I can't explain it besides this really, this gripping fear. And I think it was probably related to my kids and uh, what the future might hold for them. What if what if one of me and me or my wife gets sick and, and we do, uh, have difficulty and end up dying or, or you know all the what-ifs and it just just really gripped me with fear and it was just a moment it was a real moment immediately first peter 5 6 and 7 came to my recollection and especially verse 7 uh, i'll read the whole thing to you it says humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of god so that at the proper time he may exalt you and this was what came to my attention or, or remembrance at that moment casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you and I just remember I just remember thinking if I have anything to worry about I need to give it to the Lord and I gave it to the Lord that moment Lord I'm afraid I'm afraid and I I'm anxious about what's gonna come what's happening what's happening in our world what's gonna happen to our children I just spoke to him right there on the steps just took a moment of pause and spoke to him and cast all my cares and anxieties on him because he cares for us. And I did that in that moment. Maybe, maybe you're in the same boat. Maybe in the last days you have been anxious and afraid. And, and, and maybe you've, you've had these moments like I have had in the last. I'm, I'm guessing you've had these moments. Probably. And I just want to encourage you with this. First Peter 5 verses six through seven. And we can do that. We can cast all our anxieties on him. A few other thoughts I've had in the last little bit. I just thought about this virus just as a thing, right? It is a microscopic organism. We can't see it. It's, it, it I wouldn't know if my countertops had the virus on it or not. I have no idea. And this microscopic organism has turned our world, literally the world, the globe. I mean, very few things affect things outside of your own community or neighborhood or whatever. This virus, this sickness has turned the world upside down on its head. Literally, the, econ the world's economies, if this goes on for much longer, will be affected. Uh, think about it. in Germany, I mean, just in Germany, we're not a, a going out to eat culture necessarily, but the whole um, restaurant, every single restaurant in all 16 uh, states in Germany have been closed. That affects a ton of people. 
And you may be one of those folks who have the restaurant, you're in the restaurant industry or something like that, or a service industry, and your job stands in jeopardy. This microscopic virus has turned things upside down on its head like never before. We've never seen anything like this, in a, not in my generation anyways. The only thing I can think of that's necessarily near this for me as an American is the 9-11 tragedy. In, in the sense that I was just, stand, and I, we'll remember this years later, where were you when the coronavirus hit is what we'll ask, I'm very sure. And I wanna point out to you, this small microscopic virus has turned things up, upside down. And yet, the Lord is in control. Psalms 24, 1 through 4 says this, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. The Lord's earth is his. Everything, the fullness thereof, and all who dwell therein. Every single organism is at his beck and call. He is yet in control. I want to share with you a, a quote I came across from Martin Luther during the time when the plague was hitting Europe. Um, and he, he said this about those times, I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. Then I shall fumigate, help purify the air, administer medicine, and take medicine. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order to not become contaminated and thus perchance inflict and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. If God should choose or wish to take me, he will surely find me. And I have done what he has expected of me, and so I am not responsible for either my own death or the death of others. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid a place or person, but will go freely as stated above. See, this is such a God-fearing faith because it is neither brash nor foolhardy and does not tempt God. This was a letter that Luther wrote to Reverend uh, Dr. John Hess, and it was whether one may flee from a deadly plague. We as Christians, we have that same posture Luther had. We are available. We make ourselves available, but we also don't tempt God by rushing in foolhardy. Um, I also think of the statement from Job. Um, when Job had his whole life fall out from underneath him within a matter of, of, of hours, in Job 1, Verses 20 to 22, it says this, Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrongdoing. See, Job understood the sovereignty of God. He understood that God was in control of his birth. From his birth, he came into this world naked, and he'll go out of this world naked. And he understood that God had given as well as he had taken away. The question then comes, well, what is the sovereignty of God? I've been watching a, a series by Stephen Lawson recently on the attributes of God. And, and Stephen Lawson uh, says the attributes of God are this, his absolute active 
continual reign over the heavens and the earth and even hell itself. It is his undisputed right to govern all that he has created. As God, by the free exercise of his supreme right, he rules over all with unhindered and unrivaled majesty. And I would say even over this virus, he rules and reigns. God is sovereign over every moment, every movement of the earth, every virus, all the world's economies and governments of the earth. Our God is in the heavens and he does whatever he pleases. And I say, man, what a comfort it is to know that God is in charge. If Satan were the origin of this crisis, I would have given into despair long ago. And I know that many have and are giving into despair right now who don't know or lean on the sovereignty of God. If the Lord reigns, then Satan absolutely does not reign. Satan is not the initiator of this virus. He is not the ruler of this virus. He does not reign over the movements of this virus. God reigns and controls all the movements of the earth. Satan does not. I heard this uh, quote from R.C. Sproul one time. There are no maverick molecules in the universe. And I would add there are no maverick viruses in the universe. God rules and reigns over all these submolecular things. This should give us great confidence to approach the throne of grace and ask for God's mercy. It says in Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. Please, I beg you, brothers and sisters, hold fast your confession during these times. For we don't have a great high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. Jesus was a man too. I almost wonder. I wonder, did, did Jesus ever get the flu? <laughs> I don't know if the flu was around in his day 2,000 years ago. Did he get a head cold? Was Jesus ever ill? He certainly went through the cross and he knew every human pain and every human weakness. And the verse goes on, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin, so let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. I hope and pray, dear brothers and sisters, that you are going before the throne of mercy every day now, praying for your neighbors, praying for your loved ones, praying for those who don't know Christ, that this sickness, if people are sick, that it would draw them to Christ. If people are sick, it would point them to Jesus. And that's what I hope it's doing. The Bible says also in Hebrews 12, verse 2, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I saw an incredible email from Tim Challies this week um, that was really super encouraging. Uh, it it, uh, it ha He had a list of, of all the churches that were meeting around the world in some of the most unusual ways. Um, 
and he even claimed in the email that it was one of the most unusual Sundays probably in church history. And I'd probably have to agree with that. All the world or most of the world um, this Sunday, this past Sunday, fixed their eyes on Jesus through a screen. I know we did. Uh, me and my family, we gathered around the screen. The TV actually we had a you have a YouTube app. Uh, so we were able to gather around the screen and watch as our home church in California, we're missionaries in Germany, our home church in California was able to deliver online, an online service, online content. And we worship with our home church through a screen and all the world or, or most of the world, probably in the same way, uh, Christians fixed their eyes on Jesus also through a screen. It was incredible. And, and, and as he had this email laid out, it was incredible to see people all over the earth fix their eyes on Jesus collectively through the distances. He had a list of countries and, and regions of the world, and he had pictures where, where families were sitting around tables and, and small groups were gathering before a TV and, and, and people, you know, in a coffee shop and, and having, having a, a screen in their laps. I mean, it was incredible. And what we saw through that was that God has, through this virus, minimized the congregation of the saints down to the family unit or a small group unit. And that, that, that brings with itself some challenges, but it brings with itself some really incredible things. So let us fix our eyes on Jesus as we lead our families to fix our eyes on Jesus. I encourage you men, do that. Men, take the lead and, and pray every morning now with your ch children. You have that chance. You're, you're in command, so to speak, of your home now, and you have your children at home, homeschooling probably. Take command. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Jesus is showing us as well as a church body globally that the gathering places where we gathered are utterly unimportant. We can worship anywhere. We will worship neither on this mountain or in that place, Jesus said. But true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. And I can tell you, I can tell you from our experience, and I know from others, our experience with worshiping Christ this Sunday through the internet, basically, through a screen was phenomenal. We worshiped in spirit and in truth. I noticed I led my children in worship. We, we, we had a, a children's service. We had singing. We, we pulled up a, a, this, this worship band and that worship band, and my kids sang with all their gusto right in front of the TV screen. So we fixed our eyes on Jesus, and Jesus is readjusting our focus. And I can really tell you, I think he's fix it, re refocusing us as a global body on him and showing us that those gathering places where we gathered before are utterly unimportant to worship. I want to say thank you, church leader. You're trying to organize your live feed and scramble uh, wildly to make something happen where you can, where your church members can worship with you. Um, thank you. Thank you for doing that. You're trying to make it not look like uh, 
shaky, uh, one-handed, you know, I don't know, uh, selfie stick time, you know, you're trying to actually do something that's, that's professional and well done and where people are not distracted by the, the, the negative quality or something like that. I thank you for putting time in and working hard to make those things work. Thank you tech teams for doing this. Keep it up, keep it up as long as it's necessary. We need it. And you are helping us fix our eyes on Jesus. Thank you so much. You're amazing. Thank you. Keep it up, church leader. I want to leave you with this last verse in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17 to 18. It says this, For this light and momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Just know that whatever we go through, whatever it is you feel right now with this crisis, this coronavirus crisis, just know not only is it light, not only is it momentary, but it will produce for you and for me an eternal weight of glory that's beyond all comparison. When we fix our eyes on Jesus, then these light and momentary afflictions will quickly be over and we will be laying up in heaven an eternal weight of glory that's beyond anything that we can imagine and will not be able to be compared to anything we could have ever imagined here on earth. Thank you for listening to the Churchpreneur's podcast today in this really extraordinary time we're living in. I hope it blessed you. It's blessed me, these thoughts, and God is leading. God is doing something incredible in these days. And I just ask you to pray and to think with us. Think with the body of Christ globally. Do something abnormal that you wouldn't have done before. Do what God's calling you to do. And we'll see what happens as a result. God bless you. Thank you for listening. You can find out more information at my website at richardpmore.net. I also blog at richardpmore.blogspot.com. Maybe you've got some extra moments in your day because you're cooped up in the house all day. Please go to one of those, to to my website or to the blog there and and have a look and read something. Uh, You're welcome to also follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at richardpmore23. You can also email me at churchpreneurs at gmail.com. That's C-H-U-R-C-H-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R-S at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any ideas for a podcast or any comments or questions, especially in this trying time, please reach out on one of those platforms. I'd love to dialogue with you. God bless you. Until next time, take care. Thank you.